Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my Brosephian. Wow, you pulled that one. <laughs> trying to make it sound <laughs> no, like <laughs> Greek. <laughs> what? You know, Broseph from the derived oh, Greek yes. word Brosephian. Oh, Brosephius. Brosephus. Brosephus Maximus. <laughs> Brosephus. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We found yes, it. Yes, sir. Took us a while. Jack, what's going on, man? How are you? Pretty good. Just uh, kicking back, enjoying our drought that we have here in Washington State. It is... Um, drought? Oh, yeah. Drought of rain, what? bro. Oh, of rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. We've had an... It's a very... It's it's not normal. I'll just say that it's a drier summer than usual. Very dry. Yeah. Very dry for some for some odd reason. Uh, Jack, you've been you've been like living the high life for the last week. The or high so. life. The high life. Man. I'm not drinking Miller Light. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know those two were Miller I High Life. Quitted. Oh, high life. Oh, I got sorry. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm really tired. <laughs> no, man, you've been you've been like house sitting at some swanky house oh, yeah. in like federal ways. My brother in law, my brother and my sister in law's place. Tell me about that, man. Like, what's the pad like? What's the it, crib like? It's uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like an '80s sitcom movie, like a fair, like a rip off of Ferris Bueller's Day Off like or something like that. <laughs> There's a there's elements to that house. I think that house was built in like the early 90s, late 80s. So there's definitely there's a lot of skylights in it, which are nice. Nice. A lot of natural lighting in there. Um but they have a dog, which is like a labradoodle and then like a cat. So that's always interesting. Dude, what's your what's your take on labradoodles, man? I I don't know. I feel I like I love them. Uh, you the, really? I feel like they're the weirdest dogs to No, they're actually breed. really they're actually like Really cool, calm, and collected. They're not idiots. <laughs> Some dogs seem to just be absolutely obscene. Um, no, this dog that they have is like really great, great dog. So out of way, out of way. Very <sighs> loyal, dude. I feel like I feel like we 
I don't know. I feel like every time we get here, we have all this stuff that we want to talk about. And then we sit down, we start to relax, and it all goes out of my brain. <laughs> every molecule of it. Like, like it's all gone. I've got nothing. I've got, like, I'm really tired right now, dude. I don't know why. It has been a long it's just been a long week. Like I, I, yeah. I came to the so what you know when we're recording this, it's Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday for us right now. And I woke up today thinking it was like Friday. Like that's just how the week's been. Okay. You know? And it's just I I'm thought it was so I thought tired. it's been Tuesday for the last couple of days because it seems weird to me. But I mean, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Living in that living in that uh multiverse. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that Loki multiverse. It's his fault. <laughs> the TVA's been kicking you around to different it timelines. Has, dude. Right now. <laughs> I am just, I am, I'm out of it today. Speaking man. of which, okay, did you see the? F- okay, spoiler alert for those spoiler of you who, who haven't seen watched this. Marvel. Have you watched the Loki finale? Oh yeah, of course. I watched it like the night it came out. Okay, it was very. It was about a half an hour of dialogue in just one setting. Yep. But man, I gotta tell you. Introducing, I think it's Kang. I definitely think it's Kang the Conqueror. I uh, yeah, it's confirmed. It is okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because they said he who remains, but they didn't officially say his name. But it's like that's Kang, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. be honest about that. Oh yeah, no, totally. So, totally. totally, dude. You know what we tried out for the first time? Uh, was it this week or end of last week? Uh, the that new Twitter Spaces. Spaces. Oh yes, very much so, dude. Yes. That was a, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. It's like basically just like creating like a room. It's basically online like where people can come in and just chat. I'm wondering if they're paying Clubhouse for that because I don't know if that's Clubhouse's technology that they're riffing off of. Yeah. They're definitely riffing off of Clubhouse's stuff. Which Clubhouse honestly, did it first. But but let's be honest, Twitter having a having that kind of thing is way more advantageous. Because you already have a built-in network of billions of people, and then you're just sharing your space of where you're going to talk and hang out, and multiple people can come into that room. So. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's actually, like, it was one of the first times, just because, like, I was able to, like, uh, you know, we live in this world where, like, social media, it's like this pseudo-reality, right? Where, like, you... You have people that follow you and that you Ready follow. Player one, bro. And that, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and that you you talk to over social media, but there's really like that's as far as the connection gets. Yep. This was the first time where like social media provided me a way to actually have a real connection with somebody. Yeah. Like I could hear their voice. We had real conversation. I wasn't just staring at words that they typed. It was actually or, really, really cool. Or even just their their profile picture. Cause some of those guys' profile pictures are like freaking mario from super mario or something like that or just just some ridiculous thing or like we didn't know like who some of those guys what their voices would sound like or at least i didn't and then boom they popped up and they started talking it's like okay here we go so it's true it's true like i'm 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 still waiting for like somebody to pop into one of those spaces and have just like the sweetest like 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 movie trailer voice like james Earl jones butter voice hello (laughs) Thank you for inviting Alan, me in your winter Alan space. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. <laughs> Sounds like he's got like a mouthful of honey every time he talks. Absolutely. Harry Absolutely. Well, speaking of a uh, of of uh, Twitter, which is something we try not to do often. <laughs> Twitter's this weird albeit yeah. gross <laughs> place where like uh, topics will like flow through it. Yeah. Like swill. 
Yeah. And a dirty river. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the most, one of the most recent ones. Yes. To make its way through. The river the, sticks. Yeah, the river <laughs> sticks. Exactly. The radioactive. It's like a river coming from Chernobyl. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like, don't look at, don't, don't, don't go anywhere near the water. Uh, purity culture, dude. Yeah. So, it, it kills me that we're, that we're having to talk about this. Yeah. But it is something that has found its way into the local church. Yeah. And is really big right now that I feel like we would be kind of remiss if we didn't at least provide our thoughts on how to approach this very antagonistic topic. In Somewhat, a, yes. In a balanced yeah. way. Well, I mean, it depends on who you are. Yeah. Right? yeah. Depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. So, Jack, give me a... Let's... Let's let's start with what it is first. Like when I talk about this very broad topic of purity culture, yeah, what am I talking about? I believe, and you can um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, oh, because I obviously I am the I'm the pagan turned Christian. So I mean, I only came into this this thing like you know at 18 years old in the church. 18 that's years right. Old. That's right. And maybe had two years. You of didn't that. have the chance to kiss Danny oh, no. goodbye. Oh no 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 no! no, no. <laughs> I got that on the back, and I'm like, "Who is this? Who Why should say? I even read this?" Who is this now? <laughs> um, well, long story short, you shouldn't. But sorry, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Continue. So, what I can understand of purity culture from somebody who did not grow up in the church, who became a Christian late teenage years in college, is that there was a movement that basically was like trying to ensure that kids would be pure in their sexuality, that they would commit to, I wouldn't say the church, but they're like the, they would have these events where you would like commit yourself to purity over and over again. And it's kind of like the similar kind of thing where you're like committing your life to Jesus too at this point over and over again. That's what I can ascertain from the movement. And out of that, there was a whole subculture. There was a whole, uh, language. There was a whole line of speakers. Obviously, you're talking about Josh Harris there on one end, who, who has since then since, apostatized, yeah, and <laughs> big time, left Christianity altogether. Um, in a very big way. I mean, he did it on social media. He said he was leaving his wife, and you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff in that. So, so that's what I can ascertain from it. You probably have a little bit more insider knowledge than I do, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, you definitely touched on the major points. It's just a major a major um, commitment to purity in both word, deed, and thought. Yeah. Um, abstinence, obviously. Sure. Um, and virtue and righteousness were definitely found in you just abstaining from all things that could possibly tempt you in specifically in the realm of sexuality, yeah. right? Um, now, before we kind of dig into some of the issues that that has now uh, propagated, yeah, um, let's talk about actually what is good about some of those things. Sure, right? Because we as Christians are called to a level of morality yeah when it comes to sexuality right yeah sure. in, in, in in a culture that sexualizes everything yeah and says sexuality is whatever you want to make it um, yep. there's complete and total freedom there's no arbitrary rules sexuality is is on a spectrum right right like all of these things that are 
culture is talking about. We as Christians have a standard and authority in Scripture yep. um, that defines sexuality and correct sexuality in very specific ways, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the good things that I can ascertain from the purity culture was trying to advocate for... Um, had, you, of what I can ascertain, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but sex and marriage. Yes. So the biblical yep. standard of, okay, where does sex belong? Does sex belong outside of marriage with two consenting adults? Is it just a free-for-all? Or it does the covenant of marriage and the institution of marriage matter in the way of expressing one's sexuality? That's what I'm pretty sure was the baseline of the movement mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. how they express that is going to be <laughs> right. cheesy, corny, and ridiculous, and the subculture is not going to help people too, and how you express that is going to be hard, especially especially who we just talked about and what book really blew up was I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Right. And then you have these, and then you add the... the <laughs> The gasoline that is Drisky Business in there as well. Sure, sure. (laughs) I guess you have certain people who kind of like put some vitamin G on the fire and just blew it up. Um, So, I mean, that's what I can grab out of that that are the good things. The bad things... There's, it's a balance to that as well, too. So. It, it is. It is. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with with this, you know, obviously Jack and I hold, as every Christian who claims Christ should hold, that, yeah, sex belongs in the covenant of marriage between one man and one woman. Period. Stop. There's no other way or realm or situation in which engaging in that act is permissible uh, biblically. Yes, correct. Right. Um, That is true. That is what scripture says. We hold to that emphatically. And I want to just caveat this as well, too, because some people who are listening have read the Bible, and the Bible includes a lot of sexual content. Oh, yeah. But just because it is in scripture does not mean that God is thus putting his stamp of approval on those sexual situations that you find in scripture. Right. Not everything described is prescribed. Yes. Right. So that's something that you really do. If you are a new believer, are you just exploring the Bible, just looking at it? Just because the scripture is saying this does not mean that God's putting his rubber stamp on the fact that Solomon had numerous wives and concubines or David committed adultery and then murdered his adulteress's um, husband. Okay, that's not that's not what we do. <laughs> okay? No, no. Um, they are warnings and signposts to the believer to say, "Yeah, this is the effects of sin, and this is what sin will do, and this is what sin has actually done to God's people as well too in the past when they've done this." So that's those are more like warnings in Scripture versus like, "Oh, I'm just." I'm blessing this. Right, 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 outright. right, right. David had multiple wives, therefore yeah. he was a man after God's own heart, therefore I can have multiple wives and and it's fine. It's so right? facto, yeah. Right, and that's honestly like anybody who engages in that type of hermeneutic is simply looking to bend scripture Mormons. to what they want. Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And, and, and if we were to, in, if we were to use that type of logic with anything else, we would get called out on that junk immediately, yeah. right? But because 
people want to be able to live the way that they want to and still be able to claim the ter- the the title if you will of Christian. Yeah. We just completely butcher all hermeneutics, all biblical interpretation, all context and just be like, well, it's in the Bible, therefore it's okay. And yeah. that's just it's it's not even something that is within the realm of conversation of whether or not that's that's okay or right. Like yeah. it's it, it's simply not. It's yeah. simply not. So all that all that to say, um, obviously, again, like God created sex to be a awesome thing between a man and a woman. He created it to be enjoyable. He created it to be a blessing, mm-hmm. mutually beneficial to both parties involved. Yeah. He create like he, he created it. It's it's not a bad thing in and of itself. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the first things that came out of purity culture, not in its inception, but as a consequence of I think people taking it too far, is we gained a very flawed and narrow view of sex in general. Well, I think we also added into it like tradition, right? Yeah, yeah. Take for sure. this vow, put this ring on, try and live this way, versus you you take that away from actually let scripture be the guide to this instead of all these different celebrity pastors or preachers or teachers being your guideposts hey let's have your local church actually usher you into that and disciple you well not blow it up into this whole let's go from conference to conference to conference which is typically of what we've seen the bad evangelical experience where you're just making you know, purity vows over and over and over again. And there's really no change in your life. Right. So, right. Right. So, so yeah, one of those consequences is that it came out and instead of doing a good job at biblically explaining why it's a good thing in the proper context, one of the, I, and, and, you know, I want to give the benefit of the doubt. I think one of the unintended consequences of it is that it created such a stigma. Yeah around even simply talking about it yeah because of how taboo it was yeah so instead of being able to have these good biblical encouraging productive conversations about it in church or in small mm-hmm. groups or 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 between parents and their kids yep right it has now turned into this off topic off limits conversation that people engage in with like, like, like in the shadows, like, yeah. like, and it's awkward and it's weird and it's, it's not something that actually shows the benefit and the great blessing that it is again in the proper context. It's this kind of weird, I uh, don't really want to talk about it cause it's awkward and it's strange. And then those consequences, because what ends up happening is these kids who are growing up, in these contexts yeah. that are not being led through it biblically and mm-hmm. correctly, they're going to go try to get that info somewhere else. Yeah. Right? And they're going to get it from the public school, yeah. which is blatantly unbiblical. Oof. They're yeah. going to get it online. Yeah. You know, pornography. Sure. They're going to get it from social media. They're going to get it from their friends, and they're going to explore it on their own. Right? We live in, like we said at the beginning, we live in a culture that is so sexualized. Everything's sexualized. Oh, yeah. Sports are sexualized. Like, like sex sells, and it's just true. It yeah. does. Right? Because of the debased world that we live in. Sure. 
your kids are going to get it one way or the other. Yep. And if you, as a parent, like I'm speaking specifically to parents and 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 leaders in church, right? If you don't provide that environment to where they are able to learn about it correctly, yeah, and it not be this horrible, gross, taboo thing, the world's going to take over that teaching. Yeah, like it, it's just a de facto fact. Yeah, I think the 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 counterbalance, the bad stuff that came out of this was basically you were only in that arena for two hours and then outside of that it was a free-for-all just saturated yeah for the rest of your so rest if of your life. you're if your parents or other people in your life are not invested in you in discipling you within that then you're going to get that information from somewhere else and this is true for just plain up simple what the local church has to go through two hours on a sunday and then the rest of the week it's not what enough. Are you, what are you filling your mind with? Absolutely. It's either, it's either you are steadfast in looking at scripture and being discipled and a discipler, or you're going to give what you think truth to to the CNNs, the Fox Newses, the whatevers of the world to get your truth from and your information from. So, Yeah. So fast forward now. All these kids who kind of grew up in this culture are now adults. Yeah. And we're engaging with the world and each other. Yeah. In this topic, right? And what we're seeing, let's like, you know, let's let's bring it into the kind of the modern thing of what what we're seeing here. You have this quote-unquote purity culture where two things are at war. Yeah. Two things are at war here. One is and I'm going to use this as a specific example because this is this is practically how we're seeing it manifest itself currently right here in the time that we're recording this yeah. this episode. You have two things at war. One is a woman's quote-unquote right to dress however she wants to, mm-hmm. regardless of what what that dress is, right? And then a man's responsibility to... What do you say? To not be affected whatsoever yeah, by that. Sure. Right? And we have, again, as we get with any controversial topic, two extremes and not much in the middle. Yeah. So you have, on this one end, men saying, you know, women telling men that they need to be, uh, um, that they need to basically... Uh, Man, I want to do a good job at at, at, at explaining. Sure. This yep. Because it's it, it, it's, it's it's important. A very touchy I don't topic, yeah. I don't want to misrepresent it. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. And again, I'm talking on the extremes, yep. right? You have women wanting to be able to dress however they want, regardless of of anything, and being not, objectified. Right. Not be mainly objectified. The, mainly the issue of being objectified. Yes. And then you have men on the other side, who are the recipients of that being um, accused and just basically raked over the coals for struggling with things like pornography or looking at women in a certain way. Sure. Right. So as we engage in this, um, I think it's important that we, that we call out what is wrong and what is right <laughs> And then try to find, I believe, a more balanced 
way of and a more biblical way of engaging with this within the local church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's start with the men side, right? Sure. Because mine as well. Yeah. We're, we're two men. Jack and I are not uh, outside of this camp. Both of us have struggled. Sure. And struggle with things that men do. Because we can be idiots as men. Because we can be idiots as men, of course. And that sinful nature is still something yeah. that we wage war against. Yeah. And it. And I'm not saying it's. It, I'm not saying it's impossible because I do know that there are individuals out there that do not struggle with it. But the vast majority of men, especially within Christianity, mm-hmm. if you're a living, breathing, red-blooded man, you struggle with sexual temptation. Mm-hmm. It's something that happens. Yeah. And again, that's not across the board. I realize there are individuals that don't yeah. and that the Lord has given them that ability to not and praise God for that. Yeah. I am not one of those men. And I'd go out on a limb and say, you're not either. <laughs> yeah. For I would say, yeah. For this, I would say you really, um, you really have to know and understand and even fight against what the culture says. The culture is going to sexualize everything, as you just said, Josh. Our culture in the North American sphere is very much sexualized to the T. So if a woman's running outside in runner shorts and a tank top, of course you in your mind as a man are going to go to those places that you have found, quote unquote, solace in. Like deep down sexually, right? right? right which is right. online, which is looking at images and everything like that, right. which are objectifying women. And and with that, Jack, like, let's be clear, that is wrong. Sure, that yeah. is sinful. That is now that you can, is something now that you can we appre- should not be engaging in. Yeah. Now you can do one thing and say, and start training your mind, and saying, you know what, that woman is created in the image of God. And I could take this deep down further into my mind and my heart, and I could start doing this and, like, I mean, down the road of, like, fantasization and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Or I can just say, you know what? That woman is created in the image of God. Praise God that she's outside and she's running and she's engaging and taking care of herself. So there's that route, or there's that route that we usually always do, or there's another route in which you have been um, kind of conditioned by the sexualized culture to say, oh, you're tempting me, thus you need to put something over you, yourself to not tempt me anymore. Right, right. And that's where we have the conundrum. Sure. And that's where yeah. kind of the m- most of the of the issues pop up is you have you have women saying, well, you, you shouldn't think this way, which is true. But yeah. then you have men saying, well, it's your fault that I am thinking this way. <laughs> Therefore, it kind of sounds like Adam a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lord, it's this woman you gave me. This woman you gave me. It's it's, it's actually your fault, Lord. You know. So, yeah. So so, and and I want to make this clear. In Jack and I saying that men struggle with this mm-hmm. is not us providing an out nope. or an excuse for nope. the behavior. Yeah, the behavior is wrong. Yep. It's sinful, yeah, and it comes from a heart that is wanting something other than what God wants. Yeah, let's be clear, right? You're wanting something that is very much messed up and fallen. 
So Absolutely. So basically we're taking something that God made as good in the institution and the covenant of marriage and we're and we're basically cannibalizing it in this very demonic way. Yes, correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. So speaking to myself yep. and speaking to our our male brother, you know, you know our our brothers in the church, we must as men do a better job mm-hmm. at taking responsibility for yep. our own sin. Yes. Because at the end of the day, no matter how that woman is dressed, you are the one that is choosing to look and you are the one that is choosing to think yep. in those ways. Yep. That is a decision that you are making. Yep. And we cannot, as men, point to any other factor other than the sinfulness of our own hearts yep. as the reason that we are engaging in that. Yeah. We must take responsibility for our own sin. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming external factors for your own sin. Mm-hmm. We need to stop doing that. Yes. Right? Because that is what Adam did in the garden, and that sin runs deep. Oh, yeah. It runs deep. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's speaking to men specifically. To my sisters mm-hmm. in the faith mm-hmm. who are uh, wanting to live a life that is God honoring, right? Um, there is a, a balance that we must, I think, strike um, in that I believe part of being a loving brother or sister in Christ mm-hmm. is understanding the issues that our family struggles with yeah and l- seeking to love them yep and support them in overcoming those things yep okay and this is where this is where the balance comes in sure and this is where you want to be very careful yeah um, because again in nothing that I'm saying or nothing that I think I am giving any excuse to men at all. Mm-hmm. We want to make that clear. Yeah. But I do believe that just as men have a responsibility to control their thinking and control their desires through scripture, I believe that women also have a responsibility for themselves. Sure. To act in accordance to scripture mm-hmm. and to live in a way that is loving toward their male counterparts in the faith. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I mean, and I think the thing about it is too sometimes is that within all of this talk, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second. I guess not devil's advocate, but just like try to advocate for my sisters in the faith because I know they've been skewed in this sometimes. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. That what we've done in our North American society is really dehumanize and devalue women when we've objectified them sexually Mm -hmm. in the ways that we have. And thus then the questions then become um, more along the lines of your relationships with other women are in more of a sexual manner than actual, like a friendship. Right. So now I can't, now I can't have friendships with women. Now I can't. Now there's obviously there's always caveats to this. If you're married and you have more of a deep heart abiding friendship with another woman than your wife, 
I would I would wade into those waters and say, okay, what's going on there? There are yeah, so there, so there are there's things definitely that need emo- to be there's definitely about. emotional affairs that can happen. I totally get Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But then there's also a god like literally like honoring relationships that you have with women who are your friends who yeah, happen to be attractive and stuff like that. But you know what? It's like, hey men, how about we value those women? And make sure that they're being uplifted and make sure that they're being humanized and not demoralized or dehumanized in that. So 100%. Bryce, what's up, man? Bryce wants you're to joining. hear us chatter. You're, jo- you're joining. Can I get How's a Diet it? Coke, bro? Two, please. <laughs> Two Diet Cokes. Thank you, my friend. Excellent. Um, yeah, what, 100%. Um, so. And you know what? That that adds actually, you know, I'm going to add that to the podcast list uh, of topics, men men and women friendships in the local church, because oh. that is, that's a hot topic that we do not have yeah. time to get into right now, <laughs> right? Um, so m- my encouragement to my sisters would be this. Understand that we are all fallen and we all struggle in different ways in this life. Mm-hmm. Men have very specific struggles that I think are, are, are more specific to them than women. Not Again, not across the board. Yep. Instead of berating and condemning your brother for struggling with these things, I would encourage to engage in that as a loving sister would. Yeah. In understanding they struggle with it and doing your part to help them in this struggle just as we are all called to help each other and come around each other as brothers and sisters in christ in 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 anything we're struggling with Mm -hmm. right um you're not excusing it you're not winking at it you're not Mm -hmm. saying oh that's okay you know uh, boys will be boys right that is not at all biblical yep but understand that you do have a great amount of influence mm-hmm. over the men around you uh, in the way that you conduct yourself, in yeah. the way that you dress, in the way that you you um, um, interact uh, emotionally with men, um, and to understand that that is an area that can very quickly become a danger zone, <laughs> yeah, if you sure. will, right? Um, and again, Jack and I aren't going to say, well, you know, if you dress like this, it's bad. If you dress like this, it's okay. We're not going to make those lines because at the end of the day, it is conscience. But I would say, and it's also depending upon your local church and what's going on. (laughs) It's very true. It's very true. Different churches have different, have different, uh, ways that they engage in that. Yeah. I would say that on both sides, men and women, we must do a better job at loving each other, understanding that understanding where we struggle Mm -hmm. and doing a better job at supporting the sanctification process sure instead of being an unnecessary inhibitor to it yeah yeah totally agree i I mean and i think that's fair yeah you know um no i do not think women have the right to the right again (laughs) that specific term the right to dress however they want I don't think anybody has the right to do whatever they want, period. Yeah. We as Christians are called to a higher standard. We're yeah. called to scripture. Right. Because it was, this was interesting, actually. Um, this happened in high school when I was not a believer, but there were some guys in my senior class 
we were in this, there was this talent show that happened at this assembly. One of the guys was a, actually two guys were like bodybuilders and they decided to go out there in board shorts, shirts off and everything and start doing poses and stuff. I would totally rebuke those guys if they yeah, were in my church. Weird, dude. And even yeah. one of my one of my it was interesting, one of my English literature class uh teachers, he's like, that was completely out of line. Well, because <laughs> the only thing that they're doing at that point is is looking for attention. Thank sure. you, Bryce. I am parched, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, Diet Coke. I'm so glad that they have Coke products here and not Pepsi. <laughs> Where are you in the Coke and Pepsi train? Uh, Coke all the way, right? Yeah. No? I'm, I, no, I've oh. been more on the Coca-Cola train. Okay. okay. I haven't touched okay. Pepsi in a very, very long time. Dude, Mexican so. Coke is the best. It is true. If you yes. can, if you, if like, I think Walmart might carry them. Sometimes Safeway does. Uh, Trader Joe's, I believe, does. Mm-hmm. If you can get some Mexican Coke. Oh, yes. That is the best Coke. It's very true. It's real the sugar. Liters. Oh, it's, the, yes. Litres. The liters of Coke. <laughs> That's the best Coke, dude. It's so good. It's so good. So, so yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I would say that women do have a responsibility to adorn themselves modestly because that is what, that is a concept in scripture, right? Yes. We are not saying that your worth or your value has anything to do with how you dress your worth and value comes from christ yep right and you are not defined by your sins thank the lord right but just as men need to take responsibility for their own actions and how they are acting out of compliance if you will to the standards that scripture gives Mm -hmm. women also have that exact same uh that exact same mandate if we are in christ um and we must understand what each other struggles with and work to live in a way that is loving toward our male or female counterparts. And sometimes that does mean in certain contexts, not dressing a certain way. Yeah. Right. You're going to dress differently in the privacy of your own home than you would at church or that you would, you know, going out to eat. Uh, Maybe that does mean putting on a more modest attire depending on where you are. And that goes for both. That goes for men and women. It it absolutely does. Yeah, absolutely does. So understand that. And I think if we took that approach instead of this, this, this toxic Oh, all men are pigs or oh, all women are, you know, fill in, fill in the blank. There's sure. many words that you could yeah. put in there that are very degrading and and, yeah. and not appropriate. Yeah. Um, if we took more, if we got rid of those arguments <laughs> and took the stance of, I am here to support and love my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in what they struggle with and to be a source of encouragement yeah. toward them. Yeah in how I talk, how I dress, how I interact with them, yeah. how I think. I believe that is the more biblical approach that we should take. Yeah. And if we had that focus more instead of just taking the, you know, on the women's side, well, I can dress however I want. It shouldn't matter. And on the men's side, uh, you know, it's your fault that I'm thinking this way, right? Those are the two attitudes that I think are very unbiblical and yeah. frankly, unloving. Yeah. That is not a loving approach to take to your brothers and sisters. Sure. So that's what I think. You yeah, know, that's I'm pretty much co-signed to that. I think I think we just just overall 
buy a mortgage with that. <laughs> buy a mortgage with that. <laughs> That's right. Only if you're married. <laughs> and depending upon the market right now, because yeah, the selling market the is a beast sometimes, especially ra- dude. dude I'm Northwest, never gonna own just to switch and go down a complete rabbit trail. No, please. The marketplace, yeah. the I think it's going to correct itself here soon. We're not going to see the same bubble we saw in 2008, but man, we're going to have some. Things I, are going to crash, dude. I don't think they're going. I think they're going to recorrect themselves because I'm already seeing it in some markets. So you never know, but you never know. I mean, I think I'm Texas is still a like a crash, nickel because then I can a nickel buy a for house. like a house. Yeah, <laughs> Texas or something. Well, Florida Oklahoma. too. Arizona. Yeah, see the price is there. Like I have to, I have to stay off Zillow because I'm not, I'll get jealous. I'm not living in a desert though, man. I'm not living in Afghanistan again, bro. That, that, that <laughs> oh ship has sailed, man. Just equated ship, Arizona with sh- Afghanistan. Sh- day the the temps and the and the. <laughs> <laughs> and the environment is pretty much almost the pretty same sure you sometimes. didn't. You're pretty sure you, you didn't have an in-ground pool in Afghanistan that you could frequent. No, but I mean the dude. I it's like that meme with that dog, like and Vietnam slash. Yeah. Every time I go down to see my sister down in Tucson, it's like, oh my gosh, the mountains. <laughs> The mountains look the same. I'm sweating. (laughs) It's too hot. And plus, there's there's an Air Force base right there in Tucson, and so some of the A-10, the Warhawks, are flying around, and I'm like, Jack's just Jack's just like crumpled in the fetal position in the back car. He's like, No, I won't go back. I won't go back. Is the Jefferson airplane starts playing in the background? I start having flashbacks. (laughs) Dude, yes. Oh man, come on, people. Some uh, laugh uh, with my better humor so for crying out clear loud. Water. I know, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Better run through the jungle. Oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> no, not not a good thing. Not uh, a good thing. Uh, well, Jack, I think we uh, I think we avoided. Big Eva has sunk, sir. Has she? I think I, she I, has. I think she has. I think I think you should get us out of here, my man. Yep, Big Eva has sunk. So, with B- Big Eva singing, uh, we would then ask of you of your assistance, if you will. To help us in this journey that we are on in the podcast land, Such in the a long podcast journey. landscape that is the multiverse of podcasts, the I sphere, guess. the sphere. Um, Daniel the TV, hated it the when TV, I used to say that. The TVA oh my podcast goodness. list. We're such nerds. So if you could, please leave us five-star review if you really enjoy what you're hearing here at the Reformatory. Or you could follow us on the sociables, if you will, the Instagram, the Facebook, Mr. Zuckerberg site. Or the tweaker, the Twitter, the little bluebird site as well, too. All our tag is at Reformatory Pod. Josh, tell the lovely people how they can take their cachiche and use it towards something wisely as in giving it to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, specifically a very wise uh, way. (laughs) Give us all your money. I can't recover from that. Uh, We do have a Patreon. And if you guys... Again, appreciate what we are doing here and encouraging the centrality of the local church in the lives of believers. We would ask that um, if you have a spare five dollars, you know it's five dollars minimum. We got we got some of the lowest Patreon in the market. I don't know if people understand this. It's low, low, low. How low can you go? This is we're like the dollar store of podcasts. We really are. (laughs) Well, we're just the dollar store of podcasts. Period. (laughs) That's just what we are. Yes, people. But are we Dollar Tree or Family Dollar? Oh, Dollar Tree. Yeah, Dollar I Tree. Think Dollar yeah, Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know we get we get crapped on, but y'all shop here. <laughs> <laughs> we got the cheapest spatulas around. 
That's right. That's right. So, um, yes, if you would find it in your heart uh, and in your money clip to support us on this endeavor, we would very, very much appreciate it. And your name will be Hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all for listening. Love each other well. Love each other well. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs) 